in a world where fans are forever restless, the rules are ever-changing, and you have to be told just how much your favorite team blows to rise above the rest. Welcome to the Couch Coaches with your hosts, Lacey Kay and Drew Hale. Welcome, guys, to another episode of The Couch Coaches. As always, I'm your host, Lacey, with my co-host, Drew. Hey. And Rachel. Hey. What's going on, guys? Nothing. Wow, did I just say no problem? <laughs> oh, God, you go first. Nothing much. No? How was your Christmas? Um, it was good. It was really good. It was nice. Yeah, the kids had a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, I think so. Did you guys get anything you really enjoyed? Um, everything? <laughs> yeah, duh, like all of that. No, seriously, yeah, it was a good Christmas. Uh, it was a good time. Good time spent with some great people, and uh, that's what it's all about. And you guys are still looking forward to New Year's now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Whenever we can find plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, yeah, if yeah, anyone wants to invite, there you go, guys. If there's any viewers out there that are willing to invite Rachel and Drew to their New Year's Eve party, hit if, us up yeah, on uh, Facebook. If you do, I just want to get, throw an expectation out there. Don't expect much of anything. Like, I'm kind of like a, just a wet blanket in the corner. I just kind of slouch. If you got some music going, you though. You start to smell after a while. <clears throat> I do start to smell after a while. Just like with blankets. And if you get some good music going, like, I'll, I'll bust some fucking moves. Like, I'll roll the dice all night. Like, I'm not I'm not afraid. Listen, you can um, get Drew going if you have three things. Some music, alcohol. And drunk Rachel. Well, that'll definitely get him going. But I don't know if they want to see what happens then at the party. But... I was Nobody say, wants to see any drunk Rachel. Engaging. It's embarrassing. Argument of talk, whether sports, politics, whatever. Religion. Bring it on. You'll really get him going. Bring it on. Right. Um, I'm just Captain Controversy. Really, that's truly what it is. So. Rachel's always fun though, <clears throat> especially if you get alcohol in her. So you know, <laughs> alcohol and music. You know. Or YouTube videos. I don't think you'd be doing that on New Year's Eve, but she'd be into that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm glad you guys had a good Christmas. We hope. All of you out there listening had a great Christmas as well and a good, hopefully good new year. Hope you got to spend time with the family and have a good time. But in the meantime, football doesn't rest. Football's still going on. We're no, going to the final week of the season. Now, a lot of these playoff matchups are kind of determined already. Some of the seeding's already determined, but some of these wild cards can still get sorted out. Some of the seeding can still move around. Are you ready to talk some football? Oh, yeah. That was a bit creepy, but I'll take it. I'll Thank take you. what I can get. Thank you. All right, so I've been working on my like convicted sex offender voice, so I think the people like that really nailed it. You, I mean, you probably nailed it. I don't know if you should be working towards something like that, but you definitely kind of nailed that sense. You nailed I really, something. I really apologize if anyone out there that's listening was raped or like anything violent happened. Uh, I'd like if you'd like to talk, please give me a shout. I'd like to know the process. So I can work on that further. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. So completely ignoring the past 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Um, Some of the matchups that happened this past week that were pretty good, we want to talk a little bit about. I'm kind of surprised the Indianapolis Colts and New York Giants match went as close as it did. Colts were down substantially for the majority of that game. They had to come back and win by a point over the New York Giants. But now they're going to be having a Week 17 matchup with Tennessee. Winner getting that sixth seed in the playoffs. Winner takes all. Winner takes all. Let me hear what you think about that, Drew. I have Indy winning it. What do you think? Yeah, of course. I think Indy's going to win it. You know, I can talk about this game for an hour, but I'm not going to. You probably should, though. And uh, the only thing I'm going to say is this, right? We've been saying it for a year, okay, that when Andrew Luck comes back, that the AFC South is just a different place. And there's good teams down there now, right? It's not like when he was there before, right? When he was going, you know, when he was having a 12-win season, it was lights out, like, no competition. No one was within yeah. five games. Marcus Mariota you know I mean? was in his first or second year. <clears throat> there was no quarterback in Houston. You yeah. know, Jacksonville defense wasn't where it was, so. And Jacksonville had no quarterback. Yeah. So, like, Still don't. Right, exactly. Seriously. So, I mean, <clears throat> you, don't, you just didn't have much to go on. Now... You've got some pretty solid teams. Uh, you know, you've got some. I, I would consider a mediocre quarterback play. Generally, still in the division. I mean, obviously, Luck is still light years ahead from a talent perspective. But then you have Deshaun Watson creeping in. You know, who's a, who's a shining young star. Marcus Mariota still can't get it done in the air, but can keep you in games, I guess. Uh, and Blake Bortles is, slash Cody Kessler. Yeah, he's like a, a fucking 
dirty fart, so, like, I don't really care about him. But anyway, <clears throat> no, like, this is the magic of Andrew Luck, right? We talk about it all the time. Like, <clears throat> this is what he gives you. He gives you the opportunity to be, to go from a three-win football team to a playoff football team, right? And listen, it doesn't matter how you get in, right? It doesn't matter how you get in. If you get in, that's it. Your season starts all over. It doesn't matter if you get in with, with 10 wins or 9 wins or if you get in with 12 or 13 or 14 wins. It doesn't matter. You just got to get in, right? So I think Andrew Luck giving that franchise the opportunity to get in. They're coming into this next season with, <clears throat> what, the second highest cap space available? I mean, among teams? Like, insane. Le'Veon Bell tweeting out hints that he wants to go to Indianapolis uh, or that would like to be in Indianapolis, which we saw unfold this past week. Um, which, which I don't which, know how I really feel about that. But, which, yeah. which, you know, I, I've said from the beginning I'd love to see him there. I think he's going to New York. I think he's going to the Jets. But, you know, which isn't a bad place for him either. You know, you've got Sam Darnold up there doing some really, really great things uh, in a great shootout match with, uh, you know, with my Packers um, uh, this past weekend as well. But, yeah, this this I think Indy takes this game, and I think Andrew Luck again solidifies himself as the re- the guy that makes your franchise relevant. Well, I believe if the seating stays as it is now, the winner of that game would be prepared to, in the first week of the playoffs to play their division rival Houston, who I believe is the number three seed at the moment. That's correct. So, whether Tennessee or Indy, we both have Indy winning it. Let's move ahead a week. All right? Granted, everyone stays healthy. There's no huge injuries or anything like that. What are you looking at with Houston playing either Indy or Tennessee? Who's the favorite? How do you see the matchups going? Uh, you know, here's here's what I'm going to say. <clears throat> uh, Houston's going to have the home game, so. Here's what I want to see, okay? So <clears throat> what I'd like to see is at that point in time, right, because here's what I would imagine winning it. At this point, this the playoff bracket just for that wild card round looks like this, right? It would, it would be Colts at, at Houston, and then obviously, which is – Right so at the in, moment. So insane. Which would imagine how crazy what I'm about to say is, right? Chargers at Ravens. Now, because granted, the Ravens would have the higher we'll seed. Because they, a little bit on the show. Right, right. But this is just how I'm seeing it breaking yeah, down. This is right how now. I'm seeing it breaking down. Because okay. I've said for the past three weeks that the Steelers are out of the playoffs. Like, not happening. So, um, but anyway. So it's so funny that, like, again, it's so funny that I, I feel like the Chargers are going to have such an amazing record to then go have to play an away game. Like, that's so frustrating to me. But at any rate, um, here's the deal. I would love to see Houston win because of the following matchup would be Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. Depending <clears throat> on how it happened with the other game. Cause the Cor- game. Correct, yeah. But I would imagine the Chargers would win yeah. that game, right? I don't think the Chargers are going to lose again to uh, in that type of environment. I just don't see it happening. Uh, and Phillip Rivers is due, you know, so I think I'm um, hoping I see that. But uh, plus, Chargers-Patriots would be a way better game than well, Texans-Patriots. Patriots is the number two seed right now, right? <clears throat> Correct. Okay. So so they would play the highest seeded winning If Houston team. wins, they're going to play New England because it's going to be 2-3. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Chiefs Houston will play New England. the winner from either the Ravens or the Chargers. I would love to see Chiefs, a Patriots- Colts AFC Championship game. That would be interesting because of the history, but you know, you think Manning and Brady the entire time. Do you think, mm-hmm. I don't think that would be the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it definitely wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't. Listen, I I want the Colts to win, but I think Texas. I think I think Houston wins that game. I think they go on. Uh, I think they play. Uh, well, no, they would have to play regardless. They'd have to play the Patriots, and then obviously the loser, the winner of the opposing game, would go and play Kansas City. See, this this is my problem. Indy, Indy has been playing kind of to the level of their opponents. Not every week. Correct. But, you know, when they play better teams, they come out a lot stronger and either, like, still win a close one or really beat down the better team. And then they play a bad team and they're either coming from behind or just keeping it close, hanging around, stuff like that. So I don't know what I'm getting week in and week out with Indy. Very true. Um, Tennessee... Does it sometimes, but for the most part, you can expect just very solid play. Their defense is going to play a little bit better, not enough to hold Andrew Luck down. Um, and Mariota is not going to give you much. Like he says, he's, he does enough to be a solid, capable, like, 
keep the offense moving as long as the other weapons are doing stuff, but he's not going to push a game along himself. If you want, if you want a guy that's going to throw the ball 25 times a game max and not lose, your guy's Marcus Mariota. And he has the running factor, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but I still think that favors Indy. So let's just say Indy moves on. The problem is Houston's kind of the same way. They've been on a winning streak themselves. But over the past couple of weeks, they've hung around and either barely lost or barely won some games that you don't necessarily think that should be that close. So, I mean, I do think being at home helps Houston. Um, but I, I just don't know. It makes it very hard to pick a team out of that matchup because of the way they're both playing. So in, you think Indy's going to play up to Houston. Houston's going to play up to Indy. I expect a shootout then all of a sudden. The defense on Houston hasn't been playing as well as they were a couple weeks ago. So I expect kind of a shootout. I expect it to be the matchup, and I expect it to be a shootout. Um, I probably would take Houston winning. We still got a week or two to make that pick, but that's kind of what I expect. Um, as for the other matchup, which you kind of brought up, in the AFC, you're talking about there's another fight for the, the sixth seed here in the playoffs, or for the division, I should say. Because mm-hmm. right now, Baltimore has it with the number four seed, mm-hmm. right? They need to lose for Pittsburgh to get a chance. If Baltimore wins, they get the four seed, they win the division, Pittsburgh's out of the playoffs. Yep. Period. Um, but if Baltimore loses, which I don't know if it's happening. I hope it does because I like Cleveland. I've just been rooting for Cleveland. They play Cleveland this week, though Baltimore's at home. Um if they lose, Pittsburgh has a chance. Um, they could jump in for the division. They're not going to take a wild card. Who does Pittsburgh play? Cincinnati. Pittsburgh plays Cincinnati. At okay. Cincinnati. No, at Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh. Right. I actually like Pittsburgh in that matchup. Sure. So of course, it's not a given, but I think Pittsburgh wins that. So it's going to. I agree. It's going to come down to Baltimore, and I like the Browns a lot. I like what they've been doing, but Baltimore is a hell of a defense to play. Mm-hmm. especially at home. So, oh, yeah. As much as I'm going to be rooting for Cleveland and thinking they have a chance, I do favor Baltimore in that matchup. I know you already said you think they win the division. I kind of think they do, too. First off, what do you think of that matchup with the Browns? And then they would end up playing... Uh, what they end up playing? Oh, they end up playing... San Diego, they San, char- uh, sorry, San Diego, LA Chargers. LA Chargers, which they played this past week, and I picked the Chargers. They lost, but you know it's a really good defense going up against a really well all around team. Mm-hmm. Who do you think that favors them in that matchup? You know, I, the Ravens being at home is certainly a favor to the Ravens, right? I mean, they play good home football against Cleveland. Uh, yes, correct. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I think the Ravens definitely favored in that matchup, no doubt. Uh, they've been playing just, again, the Ravens have been playing good fault football, beating some really good opponents. Um, I, I don't... This is Baker Mayfield's biggest game of his career, whether he knows it or not. And the reason why is because he's fighting a division rival who has done nothing but shit on his franchise for the past decade, literally. Okay? Uh you know, I think John Harbaugh actually like co-owns the Browns. Like seriously, like seriously, he just owns the fucking shit out of that team every time he plays them. So, what's going to be interesting is if Baker, I think Baker's putting a lot of pressure on himself this game because he's very competitive obviously. So, I think the, the I think the idea is that Baker's treating this like his Super Bowl. I mean, I mean this is the this is the Browns everything game, right? They want to come out, they want to make a name for themselves in this game. They want to end the season on a high note to get some momentum to come into the off season to to really be something fired up about. So I think they're going to play lights out football. I think the Ravens are also obviously going to play lights out football, right? I mean because they need to. They need to win this game. Uh it's a win and in. You know what I mean? They control their own destiny. Uh so that being said, you know, I, I still just think, <clears throat> honestly, I think this comes down to coaching. I think this game's going to come down to coaching. There's no question that John Harbaugh is the better coach. Uh, so I, I'm taking the Ravens all day long at home in a must-win game. Uh, Ravens for sure. Quick before <clears throat> you talk about if the Chargers and Ravens meet again and what that means for that <laughs> matchup, um, Cleveland, if they beat Baltimore, they will finish with a winning record. Yeah, for the first time in what twelve seasons? How long? Yeah, right. 
Do you think that gives them anything extra to go in there and knock the socks off of Baltimore? Absolutely. Get into a winning record? Yeah, 100%. And that's what I was saying. You know what I mean? This is this is Baker Mayfield Super Bowl. Like, this is – he needs this. The franchise needs this. The fan base needs this. So uh, Cleveland explodes if they win this game. I'm telling you that right now. And, uh, again, there's a lot riding on it. Both ways, obviously. But, yeah, they definitely have a reason to play. It's hard to see them exploding much more. I mean, they have to be happy with being – even if they lose, they'd be seven, eight, and one, all right. No, Compared to the bad. three wins they've had over the past two years, you know what I mean. Now, if they do win, and I'm ho- and I'll be rooting for them, you know, it would be it would be crazy. Rookie quarterback comes in, takes over after a couple games in, after you know Tyrod Taylor gets knocked out. Okay, comes in. Hugh Jackson keeps losing them games. Then he gets fired. They turn it around for the most part and could finish with the first winning record in over a dozen years. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a big deal. <clears throat> and I think I had them at nine wins in the preseason, and they would finish 8-7-1. and one. I'd feel gypped like I had in fantasy all year. But I, I just I, – it's such a good storyline. I really want to see that happen. My only problem is I think Baltimore is more deserving to that playoff spot than the Steelers are. For sure. And since I think the Steelers will beat Cincinnati, I would hate to see the Steelers get in over Baltimore when I think Baltimore has played better. But I want to see Cleveland win so bad. Um, moving on, though, if Baltimore holds on, they would, like I said, be playing the Chargers in Baltimore. Now, they played last week. I think Chargers are the best all-around team in the AFC. Offense, defense, special teams, don't make a lot of mistakes. I would agree with that. Stuff like that. They can run the ball, they can throw the ball, they play defense. So, with that being said, I think no matter the matchup, they're going to give a fight. Now, it was a, I don't want to say lopsided, but Baltimore won by double digits this past week. Do you think it's the same thing if they face again? Do you expect something different? What do you kind of expect out of that matchup? No, I, I definitely, I definitely don't think it's the same. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I don't care who wins that game, like, cause I, I'm not, I have zero passion behind that game for the most part. I think Philip Rivers needs to win. I, I, I agree. Like, I want him to. I want Philip Rivers needs a ring. Like, I want him to go to the Super Bowl this year. Like, I want Philip Rivers in the Super Bowl. He needs it for him and his um, seven kids. <clears throat> right, him and his yeah, seventy five million kids, and he's like eights on the way or some shit. I don't fucking know. But anyway, yeah, like so, Philip Rivers needs it because I think he's super underrated. And I think it just puts his name on the map of like, hey, I'm not a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, talk about me, you know? And um, yeah, I, I want him to win. I, I just, uh, you know, like the problem is if the Ravens move on, <clears throat> if the Ravens move on and the Colts win, the Ravens play the Patriots and lose. Um, if the Ravens move on and they lose, the Ravens play the Chiefs and lose. So, like, uh, oh, maybe See, they don't, don't win. Actually, I don't you know necessarily what? think I that. Think they, they I think might that be... defense is good enough to good point. really slow down any of those offenses. It's not like New England's lighting the world on fire this year, right? And the way their defense is playing, even though Lamar Jackson is a running back playing quarterback, huh. they I don't think they can really, they will really be able to solve them. And as for Kansas oh, City, no. Kansas they'll move all over good. Kansas City... And, I mean, Mahomes is still going to be Mahomes, but the defense is going to slow him down to keep it close. So, just because of that defense, I think Baltimore could do a lot of fucking damage and win a couple games. Do I think they're going to have to win the Super Bowl? No. But I think they can really ruin it for a team or two going into the playoffs. You know, for the sake of my viewing pleasure, I change everything that I just said. I want... That was a quick turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. The Ravens need to win, and so do the Texans. Because I want the Texans to go to New England and hopefully beat the Patriots. I want the Ravens to go to Kansas City. Don't care who wins that game. Um, and then I want those. I want the Texans and the opposing team to play in the AFC Championship game and then go to the Super Bowl just so they can be totally fucking destroyed by Sean McVay's St. Louis Rams. Do you think the Rams are making it? L.A. Rams. You're already calling them L.A. Rams. Sorry. Or are you just favoriting them? <clears throat> How confident do you feel in the Rams right now? We're not going to get too far in there because we still got to do the NFC picture, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling like the only team in the NFC that has a possibility to take out the Rams to go through LA, uh, which is where the playoffs are going through. Uh, the Bears. See, 
I'm not. We're not going to get into it now, but I feel like we're going to have a lot of more heated discussions about the NFC. Of course, yeah, we're, we're more passionate about the because NFC. Because I don't, I, I don't, th- I think it's a lot more even playing field than you're giving it the chance for. Uh, possibly. So we'll get to that then. But okay, so in that sense, Baltimore plays Sandy or LA. Now you got me doing it, even though I'm usually pretty good with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Baltimore. If Bol- Baltimore takes that division. Pittsburgh's going to be in a lot of trouble. There's going to be a lot of upset fans. Baltimore's going to have to play. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ready? Let's just get this out of the way super fast, right? Because we're both going to agree instantaneously just to get this over with. If Pittsburgh wins and Baltimore loses, Pittsburgh's out first wild card round. Correct? Pittsburgh would have the four seed. They would, they would end play up the play. San Diego, or they would play the LA Chargers. Same thing. I would pick the LA Chargers right. to win. They're, they have no chance. Pittsburgh loses that game. I don't think, I'm, I'm not going to say they're they not going to have no chance. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't, that I don't agree game. with that at all. They have way too many weapons that, yeah, they don't always Before play up the to the game their... starts, they've lost. But no, be, I mean, just what? Who do they just beat? They lost, they lost a close game to the Saints this past week, okay? Which was a lot closer than I would expect it to be. It was 31 to 28. Okay, and then the week before they when we were New counting England. them out, okay, they played New England and beat them seventeen ten. Okay, the number two Ooh. seed in the playoffs right now. Okay, yeah. so I can't count them out. They have way too many they weapons gone. as it is they to gone. count them out. They Do I think they constantly underuse and underperform what they're expected <clears> to? <throat> Absolutely, and for that reason. Do I think they deserve anything? No. Okay. Hey, when was the last time? Really quick. When was the last time the the Pittsburgh Steelers played a team with a running back and won? The last week. Let, let me find it because I don't know the answer to that either. I'm just boasting that they're well, trash. I mean, this against past the week they just played Kamara and Ingram. Right, and they lost. Oh, oh, and won. Yeah, and they lost. Let me just let me just Google Pittsburgh Steelers games. Right, Pittsburgh. Well, while you're Googling that, what I'm saying is Baltimore takes that division. They have to play L.A. I really think L.A. is going to learn. They're going to take from that. I uh, think- but keep in mind, too, by the way, before they beat the Patriots, they lost to the Raiders. Yeah. Heads up. Oh, actually, they played the Chargers already and lost. Heads up. Well, I knew that. Okay. They played the Broncos and lost. If I recall back, if we go back in our picks, I think you actually they took played Pittsburgh the, in that weekend. I they played LA. the Jags. When the Jags were without Fournette and won, the last time Pittsburgh won a game was when they played the Panthers. That is the only game that they've played all season against a decent running back and won. Okay, so if they take the number four seed, yes, they would play, who do we just say? Indy. They'd play Indy. Indy would be the sixth seed. No. Yeah, LA's the five seed. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. All right. No. So you're right. LA, yeah. LA so they would play, play LA with Melvin Gordon. Is, if Melvin Gordon is even going to play, he's been sitting out the past couple weeks because he hasn't been healthy. He's so, playing. He's playing. This week, yeah, he's playing. Well, since we're on the talk about the AFC, what's, do you put any hype in this thing that Mariota might, might not play because of his injury? Like, it's <clears> not, not a super course, injury. No. I, it's, I think no, it's a he hip plays. flexor, like a quad or hamstring or something like that. He plays, no question. But there's talk that he might not even play. I'm like, listen, unless it's a serious career injury. If he's dead, you have to play that. You have to play that. It's to get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? And to prove that you're not a fluke last year team. You know what I mean? And in this division, you compete with the Colts and the Texans. You have to play that. He's playing that game. If he doesn't, I think it's a travesty not only. If he doesn't, I want them to move on. It's just, oh my God. But. No, that's one thing. Anything else you want to talk about on the AFC this week? No, Whether fuck the AFC. Game, Fucking hate the AFC. <clears throat> Get rid of this trash. Okay, flashy so young quarterback moving into the NFC, top four seeds already pretty much set. I think there can be some moving around between the Bears and the Rams, but Saints have the number one seed. Rams currently have the two seed. Bears have the three seed. Dallas has the four seed. And Seattle has locked up a playoff berth. Mm-hmm. I think they will hold on to the five seed. I expect them to win this week. Against Arizona at home, for sure. with Seattle 100%. being at home, yeah. Um, so I expect them to get the five seed. The six seed is the only one really up for competition. Minnesota currently has it. Mm-hmm. If they win this week, they're in. Which they, clinch, they don't. They clinch the six seed. Okay, they're going to be playing Chicago. Right. Right. We don't know how much Chicago is going to put out there because of the fact that they'll they've already made the three seed. You know what I mean? Ah, but. If St. Louis loses, LA. fucking LA. <laughs> if LA Rams lose, 
and the Bears win. The Bears have played the Rams and won, if I'm not mistaken. They're one of the Rams' three losses. If that happens, they end the season with the same record. And they would get the two seed. And they would get the two seed. Absolutely. But the Rams are playing at home against San Francisco. Now, Todd Gurley's not going to play. Listen, I I understand that, okay? I think if you're the Bears, you try. But it's not even like one has the upper hand. It's not like one plays at one and the other team could be like, oh, can we start our starters? Do we rest them? They both play at 430. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, but listen, their starters, both people's starters are playing all game. Guaranteed. Well, Gurley's not going to be playing. Well, right, he'll be out. Sure. But I think they play, I think if it becomes too much, I just, I worry about that because how shitty would it be for you to play your starters if you're L.A. and Goff gets injured? Or one of your receivers, or Su- or uh, Donald gets injured. God forbid. Or if you're the Bears, but but you got Trubisky gets hurt, or Khalil <clears throat> Mack gets hurt, or something like that, then you're really fucking hurting. Like, I'm not saying not to compete. I'm just saying be cautious. You know what I mean? But but here's what you have to risk. Okay, just just keep this in mind. Okay, keep this in mind. What you would do then is, you would knock out the Vikings of the playoffs, basically. Right, Philly would probably take that spot. If that happens, here's how it changes the playoff picture for you if you're uh, if you're uh, Chicago, okay? Because here's what happens. Instead of, because right now, as it stands playoff picture, right? If it ended today, the Seahawks would play Dallas yep. at Dallas. Yep, and Minnesota, the, would, play Minnesota would play Chicago back-to-back back weeks. At, at, at Chicago, right? Yeah. If... Chicago wins and somehow the Rams lose. Okay, Chicago now gets a first a one week bye, mm-hmm. so they get that bye, and they now play either Dallas. They have an opportunity to play Dallas at home, which they're feeling really good about. Guaranteed, nothing at your Cowboys, but if I'm Chicago, I'm feeling That's great about that game. Yeah. Um, and then, or 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 right, worst case scenario, they play the Rams. But at home, which is a game changer. Winning a game in Soldier Field this year has not been easy for any team. Well, no, absolutely. Okay? Especially you're talking about cold weather, you know what I mean? Right. And you know what? You know who doesn't play well in cold weather? Jared Goff. Jared Goff drops down drastically when he has to play in cold weather. Whether you're not it's wrong. actually because of the cold weather or just you're not coincidence. Wrong. Exactly. But- all the reason why the Bears really, really, really are rooting for San Francisco and they're going to try and win this game. Oh, Absolutely. There's something worth fighting for. If there wasn't, okay, rest your starters. I'm not saying not to go out there and play and try to win this game because you're talking about a first-round bye. You know what I mean? A first-round bye and home field. You know what I mean? Again, with the opportunity to play, yeah, with the opportunity to play Dallas at home or L.A. at home when you know golf sucks in the cold. Well, let's jump back a little bit. So Minnesota plays Chicago's playing them at Minnesota, okay? Correct. Minnesota looks, has looked really good the past two weeks. Not as good as Chicago. I still think Chicago's favorite as long as they of start course. their starters, okay? Now, Minnesota has something to fight for, but let's say Chicago wins that, all right? Okay. The only other team that could take it is Philly. Mm-hmm. They play Washington. Now, I like Washington's defense. They've been playing pretty good. I think they're underrated, but they don't have enough on offense. And Philly has... This Foles magic, infuriates me about it's Philly. Foles magic. I called... At the halfway point, I'm like, Philly's going to start playing better. You can see it. They have way too much talent not to, and they just didn't. Now, all of a sudden, they're trying to cram it all in in the last three weeks. And so I think Philly wins that game. I think I expect Philly to win that game. So, and we'll talk on the Foles thing a little bit. But if Philly won, do you have Philly winning that game against Washington? I have Philly winning that game, yeah, 100%. And we both feel better about Chicago. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you feeling confident saying Philly's going to get the sixth seed? I feel really good about it, yeah. Okay. I expect it to happen. I do. I'm not surprised if it doesn't, by the way. So so if it does, Philadelphia, as it currently stands, would play against Chicago. Right. In at Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. How do you feel about that? They lose that game. You think they lose that game? I'll tell you right now. One of two things happen. This is a very important game. If, if that game happens, it's really important well, for two reasons, game. right? Uh, <clears throat> aside from the yeah, obvious, yeah, yeah. right? Aside from the obvious. It's really important for two reasons. Number one, the Bears <clears throat> need to be able to beat another high-flying pass offense, right? Mm-hmm. So 
They're going to need to do that. Number two, this game, right here, marking it right here, this game decides the rest of Carson Wentz's career. Wow, if, that's a if, bit much for hear me. me out, hear me out, hear me out. If you come into this game and Nick Foles beats the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field in Chicago with the Bears, as it stands right now, one game left, God knows what's going to happen. As it stands right now, a fully healthy Bears squad, basically. right? They're playing lights out. Philadelphia's O-line has not been tremendous. They're going to have to stop Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith. Has not been very easy for any offensive line this year at all whatsoever. Khalil Mack is undefendable. Okay, number one. Kyle Fuller, tied for the league. Actually, I think surpassed now the league league in interceptions. So, it's a tough game to win. If they do, if they do, you go against the Saints, who they've already beat. So if they can do that again, you see the Philadelphia Eagles in the AFC Championship game. NFC. Uh, NFC Championship game. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm looking at fucking AFC shit right now. Why the fuck am I even doing that? Anyway, so uh, you see them in the NFC Championship game. If that happens and I'm Philadelphia, you have got to consider. You've got to consider. The opportunity for draft picks for Carson Wentz, moving on, and making Foles your guy. Two years in a row, he's proven to you that he can be there long term, that he's not a glass cannon, right? He hasn't obviously played that many games over the course of these two years, right, as a starter. He's proven that he could rally the team behind you, super important, right? And he wins really, really clutch games when he has to win. You know how many quarterbacks in the league do that right now? Two. So do me, do me a favor. Um, go back two weeks, okay? Not this past week, the week before, week fifteen. And I want you to pull up a stat line for me. Now, while you do that, what I'm gonna say is, listen, I was making this argument two weeks ago. I don't, I don't think Foles is better than Wentz. I wouldn't even choose Foles over Wentz. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied really, really big time. Uh, the Eagles were destroyed. By the Saints in, when Carson Wentz was in, and Carson Wentz threw three interceptions, no touchdowns for 156 yards in that game. Go on. Anyway. Sorry. Um, Carson Wentz is the better thing. I think if you, when you're in the Eagles organization, you're looking for the more talented player and the younger player, and Carson Wentz is both. Yes, he's had his struggles this year, but he hasn't had what you could really call a down year. It's just he's still coming back off that injury. And what I said two weeks ago is Foles is great in that system for whatever reason in that coaching staff. Now, does he always play lights out? No. But sometimes you get the best of him in against harder teams when he's playing with the Eagles. Okay, you'll go up against a harder team and you'll think, oh, there's no way. And Foles plays out of his mind. And then you get the games where you're like, okay, well, the Eagles have to be favored here. And then he throws for like a touchdown, a pick, and like 200-some yards. You know what I mean? Just enough to keep him going. So, I'm not Whose saying... stats am I pulling up, by the way? You wanted Foles or Carson Wentz? I want Foles from two weeks ago. This past week was his first starting week against Texans. Yeah, but they brought... The, he played the week before. I'm pretty sure. When they played the Rams? Week 15. Right, Rams. Okay, yep. They played the Rams and won. Okay. What was his stat line? 24 of 31 for 270 yards, one pick. Okay. Does that knock your socks off? No, absolutely not. We talked about this last week. Yeah. Well, that well that's my, that's my point. Like they won that game. You know what I mean? They certainly did. He didn't have to do much. Yeah, but you know what he had to do. Now this past week he blew the doors off of Houston. You know what I mean? F- what four touchdown passes, 300 some yards throwing, Man, almost 500 yards. Okay, almost 500 yards throwing, four touchdowns. So this is what I mean. He went 35 of 49. In that system, with that coaching staff, for whatever, God forbid... But the coaching staff turned over since the last time he was there, which is so crazy. Not Doug Peterson. Well, I'm saying since the last time he had success in Philly. Which was one year. One year. Yeah, one year he had success in Philly. He went to the Rams. Well, he was there for more than one year in Philly. He had that great year, then had another shitty year and a half before they got rid of him. Okay, they moved him on. He didn't do well with either of the teams he was with, one of them being the Rams. Okay, lost the starting jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
goes back to Philly as a backup, does magic again with yep. Doug Peterson, that coaching staff, that scheme, whatever reason, Philadelphia is his spot. Okay? So he does great in that system. He does great in that position. But to say, if anything, I would say, okay, yeah, consider it. Like you said, I don't have a problem with you saying consider it. you got to take everything into perspective, see what you can do. Um, but to say, if he goes into the playoffs and beats the Bears, Carson Wentz is done. No, no, no. I'm saying it's an important game for Carson Wentz. I'm not saying it's out. I'm just saying that that's when, they can, that's when the window of consideration can open. Because, again, if the rest of the chain of events happen, right, and I, have, and I have a path to the NFC Championship for the Eagles, which, by the way, I'm not an Eagles fan, but, you know, if we have a path to the NFC Championship for the Philadelphia Eagles, I think if you're sitting there and, and you're, you're in the front office, you've got to be thinking to yourself, okay, <clears throat> if we can get this far with Nick Foles, why do we have Carson Wentz? Like you're not but, thinking, you're but, not saying Carson Wentz is better than Nick no, Foles. But you're just saying that if we can get there with this guy, what can we get for this guy to be able? But let me ask to you something. Didn't Nick Foles start the season at quarterback the first two games, and they went zero and two? You don't have to look Foles. it up. I already know. That's I just want to see case. the. I just want to see the stat line. First of all, if you do already know, you would know that they went one and one, not zero and two. Uh, they beat Did the they Falcons. Go one and one? They beat the Falcons, the opener of the season. They lost to the Bucks by six. They beat the Colts in week three. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz came back in week four. They lost to the Titans. Uh, All right, so give me give me his stat lines from the first three weeks. Atlanta, Nick Foles. Yeah, Atlanta. Okay. So Tampa Bay, and then. Yep, in the game against Atlanta that they won, <clears throat> again, he didn't win in a flashy win, right? So he went 19-34, to not very good, for 117 yards and an interception. That's trashy. It is trashy. Okay. Won the game, though. In the game against the Bucks, he went 35-48 for 48 for 334 yards and a touchdown, no picks. Okay, so yardage great. Mm-hmm. One touchdown, though. Okay. Agreed, agreed. Continue. Next game. Uh, Wentz actually came back that game. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was only the first two games that he yeah, played. So, so, I so he, went, he went one for one. Okay. He went one for one. But, but again, only lost. But he only lost to the Bucks by six, who was a team that was on fire the first four games of the season. Yeah, but that has a credit to do with the defense, not him. Okay. You know what I mean? But my, my point is... I don't disagree with you. Yeah. My, my point is to consider it is all fine. I just don't think there's any way you can actually go into next year unless Carson Wentz is not 100% healthy. If Carson Wentz is 100% healthy, no matter how Nick Foles does during this postseason, I think it's a mistake. So let me ask you a question. If Nick Foles wins you the Super Bowl, if you win another Super Bowl back-to-back years in Philadelphia under Nick Foles, you still think Carson Wentz, if healthy, starts game one next year? I'm saying even if Nick Foles and the Eagles win another Super Bowl, okay, if Carson Wentz is 100% healthy, looking like he did... Not this season, but last season before he got hurt. MVP form, mm-hmm. stuff like that. If I'm in that front office, I'm starting Carson Wentz is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're insane. <clears throat> well, it depends on the picks you can get for him. Let me tell you that. So um, that's my caveat. If you can get anything for him and teams are interested in a fucking man made of glass, then cool, awesome. If they're interested and you can get a first round pick and a third round pick uh, for Carson Wentz, guess what? I'm moving on. Because if my team can win Super Bowls with Nick Foles, I don't need a Carson Wentz. Give me a Marcus Mariota. Re- Give me whoever. Listen, it fucking doesn't matter. Like I said, I can't explain why Nick Foles <laughs> does better in Philly and he can't do anything hey, anywhere else. neither can I. And okay. I don't like Nick Foles. I know they, sh- they extremely simplify that offense when Nick Foles is in. They don't ask him to do too much. And like I said, he plays up to the better teams and not so great sometimes, but he gets it done for most of the time. Okay. Can't explain why. He's a lesser talented quarterback. He's at least five years older uh-huh. than Agreed. Carson Wentz. Way less talented. Okay. Why and less talented. not as talented. So Agreed. even if Nick Foles wins that, I'm looking, I'm thinking age-wise, talent-wise, stuff like that. And he, Carson Wentz did have an uh, – he was the MVP before he got hurt that year. He could get back to there if I think he can. I'm starting him. I'm still rolling with him personally. And I think okay. you're ridiculous to think anything else. I don't think it's ridiculous. I just again this because I, I I'm, I'm captain controversy. Is, so uh, if Carson Wentz is 100 percent healthy, you think he's getting back to MVP form, and then you move him? Okay, he, well he will go to another team and fucking trash you for the rest of his career. 
And I honestly believe that. Oh, is that true? Yeah. When was the last time someone thought they were going to do that and ended up doing it? What? That they went to another team and wanted to, 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 to prove something wrong. I'm sure every player feels that whenever yeah. they get t- from another team. Here, here's all I'm saying, right? All I'm saying is, I'm not saying it's happening. I don't think the Eagles are getting to the AFC Championship game. I don't think they're going to the Super or NFC fucking Jesus Christ. I don't think they're getting to the NFC Championship game. I don't think they're getting to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're making it past Chicago, right? Like if they got in, right? So I don't think they win to Chicago. I think they the Bears beat the fuck out of them. We're not even having this conversation. Right, well, <clears> all just, I'm saying is, if all that pans out, there is a easy pathway to just, not just hypothetically have if they wins. beat the Bears, mm-hmm. even if it's not, even if Foles has a shitty game. They win an ugly-ass game, and they go to New Orleans in New Orleans. Do they beat the Saints? No. Okay. Just checking. Um, I, I, uh, just for the matter of fact, if Rams lose this week, Bears win, get the number two seed, and Philadelphia plays in L.A., what are you looking at there? No, the Rams win. You think the Rams win? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I was just curious. So then we'll flip to the other matchup. If everything stands as it is, Seattle will be coming to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Correct. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. Because I think I, Seattle's going to play well no matter what. When you say good game, it's expecting Dallas to play to their more upper side than their lower side like they do sometimes. But I think Seattle's going to play good no matter what. So. Yeah, I think Seattle wins that game. Do you? Okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I know it's not at home, but you've got to remember, this is a Seattle team that just played the Chiefs and won. So they just beat the Chiefs. But the Chiefs have not been the same without a running game. Uh, true. But listen, I mean, on the ground, the Chiefs still had 150 yards rushing on the ground. So they had 150 yards rushing on the ground against Seattle, and Seattle still won. And, and Mahomes had a great game. He threw for 275 yards, three touchdowns. He had a really good game. Their running game showed up. They just have no defense, right? So Seattle was able to win and beat the thing. Here's what I think happens. I don't think, I do not think Dallas puts up the kind of points. I don't think they have an easy enough time against uh, against a relatively still depleted defense, but okay. they're still playing good. Um, and I think that I think that Russell Wilson outplays Dak Prescott for sure. And uh, <clears throat> here's going to be my so uh, Carson's going to be the X factor. Right, he's got to have a great game in order for this to work. That Dallas defense is tough, so I mean, we'll see what happens. Tyler Lockett has really been exploding. He's really been coming onto the scene hard. Doug Baldwin, a couple hundred yard games over the past, you know, four or five games. So you know, he's obviously still still a factor. Um, I think that Wilson's ability to stay mobile, they can still. They're one of three teams that still run the read option effectively. Dallas being another team that, you know, can do it. It's not part of their scheme. But they don't continue. But, you know, they could. And I, I think that, yeah, I think Seattle wins the game for sure. Purely based off of the momentum they have. I mean, they come off beating Mahomes, which, again, they had a great run game in that. It, their defense just put Not quite the defense of Dallas, but I think they're Well, Dallas team. played Seattle earlier in the season. You want to bring up that game for me? Um, they played them earlier. Seattle won. Okay. Um, now, there's some... There's some things in this game that I'm certain of. Russell Wilson is going to have a good game. Whether through the air, on his feet, a mixture of both. I don't think he's going to be dominant. I don't think he's going to move over this defense. But like you said, with the whole run-pass option and keeping them on their toes, he's going to have at least a good game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's guaranteed. Stats are up. What do you need? What was the score? 13-24 Seattle. Seattle won, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Give me the big player stats. Carson had over 100 yards okay. on the ground. I think that was only one of two players that they've let do that, but continue. So he's over. he had over 100 yards on the ground. Uh, Russell Wilson threw for about 200 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Tyler Lockett had uh, 80 yards receiving on four receptions for a touchdown. Over on Dallas' side, Dak uh, went about 50% on passing. Uh, he threw for 168 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, and Zeke, Zeke, uh, Zeke went off a little bit like he always does. Zeke, you know, I don't had, think Cooper was there. At the hit 120. Right? No, no way. Yeah, Cooper hit 100, 127 yards. Okay, so this is my point. They play close. They always play close for whatever reason. Um, 
This one's going to be at home with Dallas, which Dallas plays really good at home. Agreed. Okay, they have Amari Cooper this time. Agreed. But another thing I'm guaranteeing is what you already said, and that's you can't trust this Dallas offense. You don't know what you're going to get week in and week out. Other than the 40-burger they put on the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> crazy. They've had a hard time most weeks putting up points. They've, it's not they just played the Bucks. It's not that they've had a hard time putting up points. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily agree with that. They, they have a hard time putting up points consistently. They're the most inconsistent offense in the NFL by up far. They, they've literally already scored six points in a game. They played the with Amari Cooper this past weekend. Okay, The worst red zone defense in the league. And they scored... They only made, made it into the red zone three times. And they only scored in the red zone twice against the worst defense. Like, if you can't... You only get to the red zone three times... Seven of those points was straight off the defense. They had a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and they they had another turnover which got them down to like within the five for the offense to score. Okay, outside of that, the Bucks offense and the Cowboys offense scored the same amount of points, and I I trust that defense to limit Seattle. I expect. I agree. I expect it to be like a twenty-one seventeen game. A 2017 game. Uh, 24-21. Something like that. High teens, low 20s. Okay. That's what I expect for the score in general. I think this game's a toss-up. I think it helps Dallas that they're at home. That defense is going to play up. I don't trust his offense. You know what I mean? I expect Zeke to get his yards now that Cooper's there. Either way, because either Cooper will start doing something and then they won't be able to play Zeke fully and he'll get his yards or they'll focus on Cooper from the beginning and Zeke will get his yards. But just because he gets his yards doesn't mean anything because I don't trust Dak. I don't trust Dak. Now, if the game's close, if if they're like in the last two, three minutes and Dallas has the ball and it's close, that's the only time I trust Dak. Because for some reason, he zones in when the, when the game's on. But other than that, I don't trust him. And if this game gets out of hand early... If Seattle goes down and scores early and Dallas has to play from behind, they have a hard time, okay? And Dangerous is just dangerous. Like He's good, man. And Carson, like you said, is very good. They have role players there on the receiving line. So I expect a good game. Of course, I'm going to pick Dallas. I'm going to root sure, for Dallas. But that should be a good game. Yeah, now, listen, I agree. if they win, okay, Seattle or Dallas, with the way we were talking before, will play the Rams. Uh-huh. What do you think about that? Seattle obviously having the better chance, uh, I think, than, than Dallas does. But um, I, I, I don't... I don't know. That, that, that would be a good game, I guess. See, be, see, the only thing that favors Seattle dramatically in experiences like this, is, is just, or in, in situations like this, is their experience. right? This, this team, with Russell Wilson, with Tyler Lockett, with Doug Baldwin, with members of this defense, have made it to big games before. They know how to play under that type of pressure. Pete Carroll has won and overcome big games. He's also made a couple big mistakes right? that have lost them games. But he's made Passing more, on the one-yard right, line. He's made more decisions that have won them big games. So, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think Dal- Seattle being in the playoffs, I'm afraid if I'm anybody because honestly right now in the NFC for this round, uh, regardless of what of what is going to happen with Philly or blah, 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 I mean, Russell Wilson is the second most talented quarterback in the entire NFC playoff picture right now as it stands. <clears throat> so that is just dangerous no matter who you are. I'm, let me put it this way. I think the Rams will be favorite no matter who it is because of right. their overall, how they played this season. But I could see either of those teams beating the Rams. Gurley hasn't played the past two weeks. Okay, and the past two games before that, when he did play two, three games, he wasn't getting touches, he wasn't performing, they weren't utilizing him. So I don't know what I'm getting. He's basically not getting the touches and playing at the level for the past six weeks before he gets a playoff game. Okay, Goff... Goff plays good. That defense has been underperforming. Agreed. Okay? Agreed. Aaron Donald's the only Specifically one Specifically in the secondary. Aaron Their Donald's the only bad. one playing to the level needed to be. Okay? Agreed. So that's going to be based on base matchup. But that for those reasons, I can see a hot Seattle team. If Dallas beats Seattle 
and the way they're going with that defense, that being a close game and stuff like that. And I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but earlier in the season I was talking about you can rank these teams however you want, but teams are on different tiers. I think right now the way all these teams are playing, they're all in the same tier. You can rank them however you want, one through five, but I think they're all about playing at the same level, and I don't think one team is heads and toe way above another team. You could say the Saints are better than everyone else, or the Rams are better than everyone else, or the Bears are playing better than everyone else. But yeah, no one's like much. light years. I can better. see I any agree. team beating any team in the NFC playoffs right the, now. The only the thing I'm scared of most, aside from quarterback Russell Wilson, Dak, you know, coming into LA. I mean, honestly, I'm just, I'm scared of Sean McVay. Like Sean McVay to me is more of an X factor than even Jared Goff or the defense because Sean McVay is a brilliant play caller. You know, he has put he has put his team on the line. He has put so much trust in that team that other coaches would not. And the, some of the calls that he's made and some of the situations that he's been in. Some of the fourth down with some distance, like fourth and sixes in the second quarter, uh, down by seven. Like just some of the things that he's done and gone for because he, he just knew the matchup. And his ability, you know, again, it's it's part of his memory, right? You, we, you see all these things on, on McVeigh and all the skits on like him remembering exact plays, who caught exact balls, where they were, what the play was that was called. His ability to do that with an opposing defense and watch film and dissect the shit out of it is what makes him so confident in that situation. And because he's so confident, the team is so confident and plays better. So he is the X factor regardless of which one of those teams he plays. Because here's one thing I will tell you. Sean McVeigh is by far the best coach of any team entering the NFC playoff picture at all, maybe aside from Sean Payton. Uh, but honestly, it's just Sean Payton. Only Sean Payton because he's had Drew Brees. So, you know, you're going to be great. Um, all right, so we're going to do something a little bit different. All right. I, I, I think we should do this. We're going to each take a turn, and we're going to th- go through some topics. Right now, who do you think is the best team? The way they're playing, whatever the reason, whether the, what the record is now, but just the way they're playing now, who do you think is the best team in the AFC? I think it's the LA Chargers. I would probably agree. I would like, say I, the like I said earlier in the show, I think they're the best overall team. I think they can do everything. They might not stand out in one spot, but they can do it all very well. I would you know agree. What I mean? So right now, I think the Chargers are the best in the AFC. What do you think about the NFC? I would say the Rams. The Rams? Yeah, Rams or Bears. I'm, 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 I can coin toss either one of those. Right now, the way they're playing, I would say it's either the Saints, because the defense is playing very well, though that offense is scaring me. I know they can put it up. That's why I'm putting it up there. I know they can put up points. The past couple weeks, they, I, they've, I put out a missing persons ad for the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> I have a milk carton <laughs> with a have you seen this person. And it's Breezes. Drew Brees isn't showing up. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, even though they've gotten some touchdowns the past two, three weeks, for the most part, they haven't shown up yardage-wise or anything. Michael Thomas, other than this last week, hasn't really been putting up touchdowns or yardage. So I don't know where that offense has gone. and They just disappeared. Um, but I would say Seattle. Seattle's defense has been getting better throughout the year. They're playing at, at a higher level than they have all season right now. And you got Chris Carson, very consistent, rusher, Usually putting up right around 100 yards, getting a touchdown, and dangerous fucking running that whole backfield. So, and like you said, they have experience. So, I'm not saying they're the favorites, but I think they are the best team with how all the teams are playing right now. I put them ahead of Chicago. I think Chicago is the better defense. I think Chicago is the best defense in the NFC. But Oh, there's no question. They definitely do. But with what they can do on offense and the weapons they have on offense, though they do have some... I don't think they're as good as Seattle's. Um, so I would I would take the Chargers in Seattle. You take the Chargers and the Rams. So let me ask you this. Who do you think out of all the teams is the biggest X factor going into this wild card round of playoffs? The biggest X factor in, in the, the AFC. In the wild card round? Yeah, in the AFC. So amongst <clears throat> the Chargers, we're projecting the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens, I think. Houston and Indy. Okay. Biggest X factor is in a player. Doesn't matter the team. Doesn't matter the position. Who do you think is going to cause the most rile up in yeah. this wild card uh, round? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Without question. Okay. Hundred okay. percent. And just any reason why? Just because of his unpredictability. Yeah. yeah because well, number one, I think he's unpredictable. Uh, 
Number two is he hasn't been asked to win a game in the air, really, right? Because he's just so mobile with his legs. I mean, he's just put crazy numbers, you know, rushing. Um, I, I think that if, if they can get some really quick, easy route concepts in for him and he can get some really quick strikes and continue to do what he's doing with his legs, I think he's, like, really fucking with defense's heads. You know what I mean? And I think he's the biggest X factor of, like, shit, what are we going to get from this kid this week? You know what I mean? He, I think he's the biggest thing you have to plan for if you're a defensive coordinator against any of the opposing offenses that are out there. Uh, I'm going to go a similar route, but I'm going to go Deshaun Watson. Strictly because in, even though all these games have been close and he hasn't completely taken over, we've seen that he can do it from his past year and earlier games in the season. And even though he isn't taking games over right now, he he's always putting out what his team needs. That offense runs through him. When that defense plays well, he doesn't put up as many high-number high stats because he doesn't have to. You know what I mean? When that defense isn't playing well, he goes off for three, four touchdowns and 300-some yards and can make plays with his feet and his arm through the air. They have DeAndre Hopkins, stuff like that. I think it's Deshaun Watson, but for a very similar reason, only that he has more experience and has proven more at this time. NFC. So between the Bears, Cowboys, let's just say the Eagles, because we're both not necessarily saying they're in, but feel good about them, and the Seattle Seahawks, who do you think is the biggest X-Factor player in that round? Uh, the biggest X Factor player in that round, <sighs> man. If I'm going for the similar reasoning that I did before, uh, to just in the fact of picking Lamar Jackson, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to be the biggest X Factor player, the one that you have to game plan for, because Mitch Trubisky's got to be able to put it all together. There's no question your defense is going to keep you in every single game that you play. I don't care who you play, Saints, Rams, doesn't matter. Your defense is keeping you in that game as long as Khalil Max on the field. That being said, Mitch Trubisky's got to show up. He's got to carry a lot of weight, and he's got to prove he's the man in big-time times, right, which is what he's coming into right now. So I think it's Mitch Trubisky for that reason. If you need somebody to go and win you a game, it's Mitch Trubisky. However, on the opposing side, if we're staying quarterback, uh, well, you know, I I feel like I've picked too many quarterbacks. Um <laughs> Uh, Quarterback makes the whole team go. They, they, it really does. It really does. Um, <clears throat> you know, they're both in the Bears. I would say Khalil Mack if I had to take another player. You know, I mean, he's got to be able to get to the passer. He's got to be able to continue what he's been able to do all season long, right? He's got to continue to be wildly disruptive. And if he can do that, I don't think an offense stands a chance. No one is out-defensing the Chicago Bears in the NFC. Nobody. Um, as long as Khalil Mack's healthy. But that's the asterisk. You know, they're a big team with their different team with them. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the biggest thing in, in the wild card, and I mean that's not as in, you know, what teams have to look out for or whatever, but really controls the fate of their team is Dak Prescott. Because I just, I don't trust him. He has good games. He can have very good games where Zeke's going to get his yards, mm-hmm. rushing, receiving, whatever. Yeah, no. That defense is going to play well. You know what I mean? They're always going to be X-Factors, but the biggest is Dak because if he underperforms, that team is going to sink no matter how well Zeke plays, no matter how well that defense plays. Yeah, because Zach is either on or off. Yeah. He's not, like, in between, typically. And if he's solid or good, then they're going to soar, and he's just the biggest thing for that team. If Dak plays a good to great game, I think they beat Seattle by double digits, even if it's only 10 points. But if he just plays eh or is struggling... They can lose by double digits. You know what I mean? And for that reason, I think he's the X factor for that out of any of the team. But second, yeah, if you want to go not, Khalil Mack is hard not to pick. Khalil Mack sure. changes games. If we're talking about just a player who can single-handedly make an offense upset and worry about changing the course of a game, it's Khalil Mack. Because Khalil Mack's in the position to just do it all. Interceptions, forced fumbles, recoveries, sacks, whatever. Aaron Donald, I think, is the better player. As we always talk, we always have this argument. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, I think, and the I best disagree. defensive That's player. Fine. But he can't impact the game as much from his position as the way Khalil Mack can. Agreed. So I think it's Khalil Mack you know, on that side of the field. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this playoff picture? 
Uh, not really. I'm excited to get it over with. Like, I'm excited to like get get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Is there any matchups in this week 17 that you are excited for? Yeah, like I said, I mean, Indy, Tennessee. I'm I'm pretty pumped for that. You know, I'd like to see how that pans out. Uh, the Baltimore Pittsburgh thing, I'm pretty excited for uh, to see kind of like where their matchups pan out to see if you know the Browns, the Browns Ravens, I guess would be my NFC game that I would really want to see is the Browns Ravens or AFC fucking game. You are really so bad tonight. You're just Jesus God. I'm all over the fucking place. Um, but that's the that's the AFC game that I would want to see over the Colts and the Titans. Uh, honestly, is going to be that game. So I, I'm pretty excited to see what's going on there. I think what I'm most interested in is. To see what teams do, whether they start their starters, whether they're fighting for something or not, whether they rest, who they rest, rest versus rest, you know, how the seating fails out and stuff like that. There's a lot of things to look into. God forbid if there's any injuries to a playoff team when they're trying to That'd be something. It would give us plenty to talk about. Um, But I think that's all for tonight's show. Um, A little bit on the... How, how long were we running for this one? Uh, about an hour, maybe. Uh, yeah, we're a little lower. A little over an hour. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that long. I was going to say it was one of our shorter episodes. That's <laughs> no, not true. Uh, <laughs> it's total lie. Rachel, are you awake? I'm alive. Guys, if you did not Rachel was there the entire time. Sleeping. She was taking notes. Hopefully she came up with a good quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's like, expectation too high. <laughs> but guys, as always... We hope you had a good Christmas. We did. We hope you have a good New Year. You'll hear from us after. I think this is the last show before the New Year. For sure. Um, we're going to see how the matchups go for this Week 17. We didn't make picks because it's just way too unpredictable. We could have did it for fun, but she already knows that I won. So I think that's it for tonight's episode. We'll see you in the New Year. We'll see what these playoff pictures look like, and we'll talk about the first round of the playoffs before it comes up. Closing statement, Drew. Uh, Kelly's Coffee. Closing this, any closing statement, Rachel? No, she shouldn't even know. Um, all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Remember, there's always room on the couch for all of you. Hit us up on Facebook. We'll see you then. Tune in next time and score some points with the Couch Coaches.